0: Takeaway. Bush and Richie's daily takeaway. So I just want to say rest in peace, Raymond Briggs. God bless him. Sadly, passed away uh, at the age of 88. Uh, iconic illustrator of kids' books. You know that name? You probably know his pictures. Uh, and he'll be greatly missed. But I'm sure it's comforting for his family to know uh, what a mark his pictures have left in the collective psyche of uh, kids across the UK. Particularly, my, my childhood. His colour pencil drawings, kind of the the backdrop to my youth. We used to read loads of his stories when I was little. And there was one about Father Christmas. I remember particularly uh, enamoured with. Uh, there was uh, a, one of his pictures was uh, Father Christmas on the loo. If you remember that. Uh, it was huge fun at the time when I was reading it. Uh, Fungus the Bogeyman, I think he did that one as well. Of course, The Snowman and uh, When the Wind Blows about the Apocalypse. Bit of a change of gear for Raymond there, uh, but still iconic. And it was something about the way that he drew, the way that Raymond Briggs drew, that was kind of at the same time whimsical and childlike, but also terrifying at the same time. Anyone else get with that? Obviously, When the Wind Blows is scary because it's about the apocalypse, but. Uh, Anyone else? I mean, I I find the snowman pretty scary, to be honest with you, whether it's the book or the animation. I mean, the bit where he flies off with that lad, they go to a clearing where there's loads of other snowmen drinking. Oh, so that's a bit weird, isn't it? although handing out the cans of Carlsberg or whatever. But uh, it, I always think that that's the thing that makes an enduring kid's bit of entertainment. It's that mix of the great and the weird, like Darth Vader. A great baddie because he's kind of amazing, but at the same time scared the life out of you when you were a kid. So in honour of Raymond Briggs, I want to know from you this first hour of home Time this evening, what thing from your childhood that was meant for kids scared the life out of you back in the day. You kind of missed the whole thing on it and it just terrified you. For example, for me, uh, and and weirdly I watched this again on YouTube recently just to confirm it was terrifying, but do you remember Finger Mouse? Do you remember that? Really weird kids' TV show, just a bloke with a beard and a roll neck poking his finger through a hole. Very, very unsettling. Even uh, in the current day, 2022, check it out on YouTube. It's just not right. So if there's a thing that scares you for whatever reason, share it with the group and maybe release that fear and we can deal with it together. Kate Collins from the brilliant Teenage Cancer Trust says, The Moomins. Yeah, I, I get with that. The Moomins, I mean, both, all three of my daughters have been into The Moomins over the years. But if you buy any of the books, they're just weird. Really, I know the cartoons will knock about and fun, but I don't know what they're called. There's a couple of characters from the Moomins that, uh, like Whisper, I like Jawas from Star Wars. They go like... They definitely have your teeth out whilst you slept. No two ways about it. Wouldn't think twice about it. Uh, Nick Riley says Mr Blobby and describes him as a big screaming freak. Thanks for that, Nick. I don't like it when people in outfits hold their tummies. That's always kind of weird. Uh, and then uh, Paul has come up with an inspired shout. He says, big slides. He sent a photo of it in on Twitter as well. Uh, really high, extra-long slides in kids' playgrounds, but concrete underneath. Kids these days with that sponge stuff, you don't know you're born. Like most grounds or floors in... Uh, uh, kit playgrounds nowadays, so that same spongy material you get at the post office, so you can lick stamps. Weird enough, that, isn't it? It's a crossover. Back in the day in the 70s and 80s, it was just good old-fashioned hard concrete to smash your head open on and become a, a school uh, schoolyard legend. So look, if there's a thing from your childhood that scared you, I want to hear about it. Uh, Matt says, I was petrified by 80s children's programme Moondial. Never heard of that in my life before ever. Ghosts floating by windows and moving statues. Any ads, don't even get me started on Ghostwatch. I don't know any of them. Uh, Stu the Trucker, still haunted by uh, the movie Return to Oz with the wheelies on it and their faces. There was those guys that had, like, wheels on the end of their hands. Uh, Ada says, I was always terrified of the Pink Panther, uh, walking around with no clothes on, dirty feline. I've never heard of anyone having suspect thoughts about the Pink Panther before. Thanks for that, Ada. We've got Ross on the line. What freaked you out, mate? It's definitely that Kinder Egg uh, advert. Oh, do you know the one I mean? If I remember correctly, this Kinder Egg advert was um, like an an egg, like a big pudgy egg in a pair of purple velvet trousers and winkle pickers. That's it. That's it.
1: And it it spoke. It was like, and it it had like this horrible screwed up face. And
0: it was for kids' sweets. I think he, uh, didn't he say something like uh, Yebo Shaky Chocadooby or something, then he fell off the wall and had an accident.
1: Chockadooby. Chockadooby. I remember saying that at school all the time. Dooby! when he opened it up. that's Oh, toy or something. Yes. It was, just, it was like something from a horror film.
0: And it stays with you. It's meant for kids, meant to entertain children, but to this day, uh, God knows how many years ago that was, it still scares you, doesn't it? I mean,
1: I'm 50 now and I, I, I still, you know, I don't like thinking about it at night,
0: you know. Brilliant, that's great. Great to speak to you, man. Thank you so much. Take care, Bush. And I think, you know, particularly if you grew up in like the 70s and 80s, I don't know if anyone else has the same experience, but I felt like it was like wall-to-wall government safety adverts back then when I was a kid. You were scared to leave the house in case you got abducted or your Frisbee hit a pylon, or you had terrible indigestion while swimming in a quarry, that kind of thing. So I'm not surprised everyone's kind of heightened state of awareness during that era. Carolyn says uh, she was freaked out by Wizbit. Do you remember Wizbit? I'm sure Paul Daniels had something to do with that. That weird triangle in tights. Uh, Rowan says the boy from outer space used to wheel the trolley out with the big TV on it at school. <laughs> we had to sit through it. It was during the school day with a programme called Wordy. Do you remember him as well? That weird hovering thing with letters stuck to his face. Honestly, I don't know how he survived in that era. If there's someone from your childhood that still stays with you and you're a little bit scared of it, uh, a lot of votes tonight on the show for Chocky. Do you remember that? That lad getting plagued by a pain in the backside alien? Actually, it was a lot of that... Um, back in the 80s and stuff. Anyone else have to read The Ghost of Thomas Kemp uh, when they were at school? It was just like this kind of trickster ghost moving cutlery around, just really winding this family up. Enough, Thomas, for crying out loud. Uh, we've got Deck on the line. Deck, what thing freaked you out from when you were a kid? It was uh,
1: the lion and the bear from the Teletubbies.
0: Now, I, I remember the Teletubbies. Weirdly, my, my uh, middle daughter still watches Teletubbies. I can't remember there being a lion and a bear in there, fella.
1: Um, they used to do, like, I'm the bear, I'm the bear, and then they'd come out with all their wiggly eyes... <laughs>
0: You, I'm not. I'm not doubting your your uh, memory, but are you sure there's a lion and a bear in the Teletubbies? Yeah, I'm
1: positive. Yeah, I'm positive. Yeah, I'm positive. Yeah. Uh, if you look if you look it up on YouTube, Google YouTube, or YouTube, it, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and so what? Because in the modern, you know, they've just redone it and everything. They've made it all kind of jazzy for the modern era. There's definitely no lion like, and bear yeah, in yeah, there.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know if they still do it, but it's definitely on YouTube. I've googled it on
0: YouTube <laughs> it myself. So when the lion and bear used to come on, what what did they used to do to the Teletubbies? They used to just scare them. Like the Teletubbies would run and hide and.
1: Behind the hills and stuff. It was really, it was
0: really strange. I, I'm not sure, but I'm not sure about this man. I've watched a lot of Teletubbies. I'm not sure this is the thing. If, you if, if you're listening, if you're listening to this right now, and you can c- confirm or deny, clarify what Deck's saying here. 8-12-15 to text the show. Was there a scary lion and bear in the Teletubbies? This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Hey, so mystery sound of the summer holidays. Little game that I came up with in the pub on Sunday after three pints of Strongbow. What we've been doing is, is focusing in on a sound that's unique to the summer holidays. Each night we've been doing it. It started off all right, Cornetto being ripped open. That won someone a home-time show tea towel. However, the sound yesterday was so difficult that no-one got anywhere near it. You know, sometimes people will be like, oh, that's quite close. No-one got anywhere near it. We need to correct that this evening. So I'm going to pl- play it for you, but before that, I'm going to give you a massive clue. You ready for this? This thing is a food item... You get 18 of them in a pack, and you might have them on a picnic, and I absolutely love them. Now listen. Right, so the first bit is them rattling around. second bit is me getting me piggy little trotters into them to eat them. A food, 18 in a pack, you have them in a picnic. Two Home Time Show tea towels up for grabs on this. That's one for you, and one for a very special friend. Who's this on the line? Hello, mate. It's Andreas. Andreas, where are you calling from? Uh, I live in Hertfordshire, but right now I'm in sunny Cambridge. Is it roasting hot? Uh, you could say that, yes. OK, you're a confident man, Andreas. What do you think the mystery sound of the summer holidays is? Oh,
1: I tell you, I'm really nervous. I think I think it's sausage rolls.
0: Sausage roll, multi-pack. It's a good guess, Andreas, but I'm afraid it's not right. Good to speak to you, though, man. Oh, all right, see you, see you, bye. Next up on the line, who have we got? Liam. Yeah. Leanne, where are you calling from? Oh. And your day out of ten, grade it? Ten is the best, one's the worst? Um, nine. All right, fair enough. It sounds like a nine day as far as I'm concerned. Uh, what <laughs> do you reckon it is, Leanne? Those little mini scotch egg things. Yes, you're absolutely right. It is mini scotch eggs. Yes! Getting excellent identification. There, that was 18 little mini eggs that I absolutely love. Best bit of a pi- of a picnic, that is. Rattling around and then I uh, ripped the top off them.
1: Oh, she I to not
0: eat them, but... <laughs> what? What? Whoa, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up a second, Leanne. What did you just say then? I don't eat them. What about big Scotch eggs? You're not into them either? Yeah, I make my own. That's
1: why I don't eat them in the
0: packet. You do your own Scotch eggs? Yeah. So, how, well, how do you... I do, to be honest with you, I've always found Scotch eggs slightly magical. How on earth do you do it?
1: Boil
0: an egg, wrap it in sausage meat. In. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so sexy. Could you talk about that all day. Right, listen, well done. You've won yourself two Home time Show tea towels and the respect and, and adulation of the Home time audience. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. What the hell happened to babies' rusks? I was just thinking about that the other day. When was the last time you saw a rusk? Where the hell are they? It dawned on me, right, I've got three kids, right? I've got, uh, what, a seven-month-old, a four-year-old and a 12-year-old. Not one of them has had, has had rusks. And I remember when I was a kid, we used to eat loads of them. And even back then, I was thinking to myself, can't wait to have kids, because you know what I'm going to do? I'll have kids, I'll put them to bed, give them a kiss on the head, come downstairs and I'll have a rusk with a cup of tea. And I haven't had rusks once. And more more so, I, I've not even seen people eat, eating rusks. It's not like I've been, you've been here in a cafe and there's some other kids on the table and they, they're all having rusks. No-one's having rusks at the moment. So, have they been wrapped up? Is that it now? Did something happen where they're not, not ethically all right? Is there something in them that we didn't realise? Any rusk information, please... Call our um, communication centre here. Where have all the Rusks gone? Tony says, My wife won a year's supply when she was a kid, well, our folks did, as a bonnie baby competition in New Brighton. Andrew says, You can still get my force, my now two-year-old daughter into eating them last year just so I could enjoy them again. They were as magical then as I remember. We've got Ben on the line right now. Ben, good to have you on the show. What are your thoughts on Rusks, my friend? They're just
1: great, really. I feel like they're just an overlooked, an overlooked snack in the adult world.
0: Okay, now I was just saying I can't I can't find any. Where you, do you eat uh, rusks as a grown up? Yeah,
1: they're, they're, I've
0: got a packet in front of me now. <laughs> and where do you get your rusks from then? Do you go to like a supermarket and have to sneak them in?
1: Yeah, no, just just from Tesco. I don't really know what the what the sneaky bit's about. Uh, it's just they're from six months and above. That's what the
0: packet says. That's good, but you qualify. You qualify. And then how do you have them? What's what's your normal kind of rusk routine? Just as a dry biscuit. I'm not the mush it in milk kind of person. I've got my own teeth now, so... All right, great. And then, do you, have, you dunk it in a cup of tea or, or you just have it completely dry? Just dry. That might be a bit weird, but
1: dunking it in tea is, is too crumbly. You'll just find yourself drinking mud. Uh, ben, what do you do?
0: Uh, I'm a salesman. Salesman. So, if you're in the office or whatever, do you do you take your rusks into work with you or what's the deal with that?
1: Yeah, I'm in the office now. They're on my desk.
0: Right, and does anyone say oh, have you got children, or why have you got rusts there?
1: Exactly that. They'd say, why have you got baby food? And i just
0: show them the six months and above on the it. <laughs> show me a maximum. Show me a maximum. Love it. Loving your work, Ben. Great to speak to you. Thank you. This text says my seven-month-old grandson is having rusks. Not sure where you're shopping. Uh, from a granny in Scotland with her grandson in London. Uh, and another Scottish one here says, Hi, Bush, this is Elaine. I'm in Scotland. You can still get rusks. Both my kids have them. And they're ten and seven now and they're loving them. So there you go. A bit of intel coming in. We need more intel, though. Let's go to the phones and speak to Nina. Nina, what can you say about this?
1: Well, they, they're all the South for eating them, as I say. It's a very traditional South African item to be to be eaten.
0: So are you saying that the South Africans are eating all the rusks?
1: We've taken them all back to the to the promised land.
0: So what are you doing? Are you coming over here and then sending them back to your families, or are you taking them in suitcases and sneaking them through customs?
1: <laughs> no, we're actually bringing them here to the South African stores. It's a very. It's I've, I've never seen rusks in a British store. No, you me neither. South African store. You, you have to go there to get them.
0: Right. So in South Africa, which bit of South Africa are you from? I'm from Durban. So in Durban, then you go into a shop and do grown ups have rusks or are they just baby ones that grown ups nick?
1: Oh gosh, no, 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 they're grown up
0: rusks. Wow, and have they got a certain name?
1: Uh, so there's different brands. You've got Omar's rusks, you've got the Como. But a rusk is a rusk, and then you've got them with muesli, with buttermilk, you've got them, Ooh. a whole range of them.
0: And I, you know, I can even just, as I said earlier on, picture it now having a cup of tea with the rusk uh, crumbling <laughs> and sticking to the top of the roof of your mouth. It's the best feeling. <laughs> it is the best feeling. So have you got, a, have got, you got a supply of them at the moment, or have you, have you got any?
1: Yeah. No, so, so I've just come back from a trip to Namibia, so we stocked up on a massive box of rusks.
0: Love it. So you started dealing?
1: Not
0: yet. Right, I I need to get myself to a South African shop in the United Kingdom. Is that right? That's right. I'm I'm on a quest. Thank you so much. Great to speak to you. No problem. Take care. Really kicked off on yesterday's show uh, after some comments I made about uh, cherries. And I genuinely feel I'm going to have to go into hiding. I am the Salman Rushdie of uh, fruit flavours in... (laughs) food and drink. All I was saying is get rid of cherry. I'm sorry, it's an awful flavouring. And I've been getting my, my butt kicked by people, but also people uh, agree with me as well. Uh, Richard says the village I live in is called Sea Green in Buckinghamshire, and for years it was rolling fields of cherry orchards. Hence the annual Cherry Pie Fair, which is run by the local primary school. Aside from other small village stalls, there is always the village bake-off and prize given for the best cherry pie, with cherries picked and used from the remaining few cherry trees dotted about the village. You Cannot move for cherries, and I think Richard hates it deep down. Kerry Paul from Staffordshire says, Cherry is the fruit of the devil. Uh, cherry yoghurt, why spoil a perfectly good yoghurt or Black Forest Gatto? Oh, why, oh, why, oh, why? Cherry Coke, hell no. Uh, Sasha, my friend Sasha actually messaged me last night. I used to play football together. Uh, me and Sasha, she said, Bush, what the hell are you talking about? I feel like we've not got a friendship anymore. Uh, and this one here says, just to mention that cherry squash... Cherries Berry Squash is one of the best squashes going, so much better than apple and blackcurrant, says Doki the decorator. Like I say because of my comments about cherries and trying to get them retired as a legitimate flavour in 2022, I'm going to have to go on an FBI witness relocation programme, and that's because of you. Last night, I watched the penultimate episode of of a TV show that's just captivated me uh, because it's like a prequel and a sequel to one of my favourite TV shows of all time, and it's allowed me to live in that world for a little bit longer. I'm talking about Better Call Saul on Netflix, uh, which of course is like, as I say, a prequel and a sequel to Breaking Bad, also on Netflix. And it's just the most amazing thing ever. I I know a lot of people kind of gave up on it after a few episodes because it is slow, it's got a different pacing to it. But it's just a magical programme and it's just captivated me on my little train trips to and from London to do this radio show. And it's always just been there. I always know that there's going to be a Better Call Saul Arrive on like Tuesday night or whatever and I can watch it on the train and download it, get it downloaded in the final couple of songs of the show and I know I can watch that going home. And there's only one left to go, which means I feel like I'm standing on the edge of a cliff. Like what what am I going to do now? I can't like, you know, read, Books or anything, or, like, read the newspaper. That's not, that's not me. I'll fall asleep, do you know what I mean? So if you've got a TV show, but, like, a mega one, loads of episodes, I'm really up for getting once Better Call Saul's done, I really want to get into, like, a box set. I know there's no real box sets anymore, but I want to get into something that's got loads of episodes. And don't say uh, Game of Thrones, because I'm not into that. Dragons and oiled-up people with axes and stuff like that. No thanks very much. Something a little bit different. If you've got a good TV recommendation for someone who's going to be almost restless... Uh, and without direction at the end of Better Call Saul, it's going to happen next week, uh, then I would love to hear about it. You can tweet me, at Bush, on the radio. I need your help. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway.